0: Good morning. This is Tina Webb of the 14-Minute Mom Life Pause, which is a weekly episode for the Digging Deep podcast, Life Talk with Doug and Tina. And I'd like to welcome you back this week, or if you're new, thanks for uh, listening. And feel free to subscribe so that you would automatically get these episodes every week. Every week, the Digging Deep podcast does feature these special 14-minute episodes episodes just for moms, but also there's a longer episode, uh, 30 to 40 minutes max that my husband and I do usually together. But sometimes we do come on by ourselves. And in the future, we will have special guests in which we will talk about various topics of the christian faith so i'm glad that you're here and this week what i really feel led to do is read out of chapter one of my book cultivating the souls of parents facing our brokenness embracing his likeness and so as you're going about doing whatever you're doing for these next 13 or so minutes i'm just going to read to you out of this book chapter one is called the Bear and the Beautiful, here it is. The Bear and the Beautiful, Chapter One. God loves us despite the still. I'm still harsh, harsh. I'm still critical, I'm still anxious. For a recovering perfectionist, this is a big deal. God tapped me on my shoulder when I was a lost 16-year-old. One summer evening, Romans 5, 8, came alive. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. As a new Christian, I thought that redemption meant instant perfection. No more mistakes, missteps. Wow, how wrong I was. Eternal fellowship with him was secured, yes. But what I discovered, and still discover, is that on a practical level I'm weak and far from perfect. Aggravation, discontentment, pride. What words describe what you have been dealing with? I invite you to be brutally raw right now. This book is about facing our faults and letting him love us to wholeness, yes God still loves us and desires us despite our imperfections and weaknesses. Do you believe that? Pause and think about your answer. We are the loved, the accepted, and the desired. Do any of those words surprise you? He may not like how we behave sometimes, but his acceptance is not based on our performance. He proved that on the cross. God invites us to him in spite of our behavior and character flaws. He does not condemn us, but he guides us to a better way to live. Christ-like, virtuous. Virtue isn't a word that we often hear these days. A virtue is a quality that conforms to moral excellence. We all have virtues that need to be developed. One of mine is patience, with my kids as well as with myself. But God doesn't sit in heaven and watch me struggle to become more patient. He is present in my growth and your growth. He does not leave us to figure out how to become more Christ-like by ourselves. He Is our helper daily? He is our help in time of need. His mercies are new every morning. He's not looking for us to be spiritual all stars, he is just asking for our honesty and vulnerability. He is safe, he forgives, he heals, he matures. You may have been a Christian for 30 years and still be tempted by embarrassing things or overcoming a bad temper or pride. God loves you despite the still. Next section, the deeper work. The world has changed a lot in 20 years. My energy has a hard time keeping up with the pace of the times. Today's culture and focus on technology differ from what I remember as a kid. In some ways, Doug and I need divine fuel injections to stay on top of new social media apps, TV shows, and even American slang. Then is the age factor. Some of you will get this because you waited until your late 30s to have kids. Whatever the reason... I'm not as quick to remain firm in the consequences that I've established for bad behavior as when I was in my 20s. It's pretty bad when my 10-year-old has to remind me of the consequence that I gave my 8-year-old the day before. Another couple we know has a similar family structure as ours. Lots of kids, spread over many years. They shared how their older kids say things like, How come you let Peter get away with speaking to you like that? You wouldn't have put up with that when we were young. Raising kids involves a lot of energy. The work is more than potty training, teaching them how to do laundry and being their chauffeur. These surface demands are what we usually focus on, the quick dinners, homework, or the jerseys that need to be washed for the next day. But under the the surface of parenting is a task many of us never prepare for, navigating the realm of the soul, our souls and our kids' souls, the immaterial part of us that houses our will, our thoughts and our emotions. Parenting well requires a continuous examination examination of this mysterious part of our creation. We operate from it, heart motives, attitudes, triggers, but most of us don't know how to cultivate its ground. Next section, the soul, issues of the heart. It's not the daily routine that demonstrates the rigors of shepherding a young mini me. That's easy compared to navigating heart motives and attitudes. Raising a child helps us discover that parenting involves a whole lot of digging, not just through piles of mismatched socks, but also through layers of insecurities and heart issues that our children and we have. It takes courage and humility To look at a young child's behavior and realize that they are merely imitating us. What we say and how we say it. Ever been shocked to hear your little one say something with the same intonation that you would say it? What about our actions? Our kids pick up so much. We cannot expect them to change if we are not willing to change, also. A great reward awaits the man or woman who decides to become a better person by tackling the unseen world of the soul. Letting Jesus renew our minds and mature our emotions is more effective than molding outward behavior through rules and should. Rules serve a purpose, but cannot replace the process of uprooting the seeds that cause behavior. When we take the time to listen to our words, and think about our reactions, we can discover the source of the triggers, our attitudes and our insecurities. God can also show us inherited behaviors that have not been unlearned or emotional wounds that have never been closed. Despite the surface level rigors of raising kids, we can invite him to help us do the work of uprooting these deep issues that keep us broken. Over time, we become adults who better reflect our God in word and deed. God uses every opportunity to smooth our rough edges and lead us toward wholeness. A man's pride will bring him low. The humble in spirit will retain honor. Proverbs 29 23. Next section Our bare reality. I had an anger issue. A scar sits on my right thumb where I put my hand through a window. Years before this incident, when I was a junior in college, I was suicidal. The word soul. Wasn't in my vocabulary at the time, but mine was crying loudly for help. Anger and grief had brewed inside of me since I was five years old. But as a self-appointed good oldest child, I kept it at bay. I wore a mask. Unfortunately, anger quietly grew into self self-loathing, self loathing, self rejection, and violence. I don't remember what led to my deciding to join a small group for anger issues, but after completing the workbook, doing weeks of homework and getting prayer, I was free from pent up childhood rage. We are a society used to wearing masks. Many of us try to hide the ugliness within us. We carry shame and insecurities because we are not completely secure and the divine truth of what God thinks of us. We know Jesus died for us, but in our hearts, we wonder, is he mad at me? After all, we knew better than to do that again, right? In church, we learn that he loves us without condition, but we ask ourselves, does he really accept me unconditionally? Acceptance carries a different weight. It invites us to enter his holy presence, even when we don't deserve to be there. In our uncertain state, we interact with him at a comfortable distance. We maintain a surface level relationship with him, one built on condition-based thinking. I can only ask him for help if I fulfill a condition. Rather, than knowing that we can freely enter his gracious presence anytime we need him, Hebrews four sixteen. As we've been trained, we say grace at dinner, but then we ignore any family tension or lack of peace. We go to church and put on the acceptable Christian posture of stoicism, goodness, and of course, the smile. But shame and insecurity make us hide the deepest parts of ourselves from God and others. It takes courage to stop hiding. Without the mask, we would see ourselves in ways that we haven't wanted to. We are forced forced to acknowledge the areas that God still needs to purge. The act of removing our masks is a big decision. It means we are willing to bear ourselves to a world that can be so unforgiving. But Jesus Christ forgives. Do you believe this? Do you live like you are forgiven? Smile like you are forgiven. With the weight of our sins removed, we should walk around like we know how loved we are. But most of us don't. Acknowledging our weaknesses and mistakes takes great humility and an undeterred sense of self-worth. Think about this, you are worth the blood of God's son. That's a big deal. When we realize our worth, our issues fall into their proper place. In other words, God's ability to transform will be magnified, not our mistakes. This perspective increases the ability for us to be honest with our kids about our weaknesses. Self-evaluation is essential. What makes us slow to apologize to our children after raising our voice a little too loudly or not following up on a promise made? Do we fear being disrespected? Does apologizing make us feel weak? God wants to help us be comfortable looking at our children in the eyes as the broken parts of ourselves become apparent. Our kids need to see our weaknesses. They need to know that we need God, too. As far as the healthy soul-searching that begins once the mask is off, the digging process is not for the faint of heart. Acknowledging our weaknesses and insecurities takes courage, but God gives us the courage we need. that is an excerpt from chapter one. Thanks for listening. And I pray that you would be able to even re-listen and consider some of these things in your quiet time this week ahead. God bless you.